toys, you'll never outgrow us. Each sold separately. I like those odds. Welcome to another amazing episode of Where the Toys Are. I'm Brent St. James, Where the Toys Are on Instagram, and... I'm Sam Super, uh, Grail Gangu, the audio tourist, and the local resident of Oakland, California, here to talk about all things toys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, How's everything? Things are okay. I had a a pretty decent holiday... Get situated here. Yeah, I had a pretty decent holiday experience. Um, You know, it was was good. It was calm. It was just me and uh, Penny at home. For nice. two weeks, and uh, saw a couple of people here, people here and there on the on the flyby, um, but it was really relaxed. Um, you know, did some Zoom calls with my family, and we did a Secret Santa uh, mail exchange with my family. We have a big family, and that was kind of cool. And uh, I don't know, I'm just happy to be to be here in the new year. I'm glad that it's over. It was a cute couple, yeah, a nice little couple of weeks. We you know cooked and things, and you know. Did what you could. Worked a lot, so I ran into a lot of tourists, which is kind of disturbing. So, how was the Christmas season? Uh, right up to the you know, draw, as the busy line. as can be. Yeah, yeah, just really weird. A lot of people are coming to San Francisco to go shopping. To go shopping, yeah, interesting. Um, so, yeah, um, but here we are. Live to tell. Live to you know, see another day. So, you guys are open like Christmas Eve and stuff, right? Yeah, but closed like all the main ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what were people picking days. up? Uh, the, well, the Ninja Turtles Wave 2 yeah. has dropped since our last episode. Oh, by the way, this is the first episode of Season 2. Oh, yeah. Season 2. Here so, we are. Yeah, uh, so the so Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles finally dropped. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're nice. Everybody all over the world wants them. Yeah. They're I really sure. nice. Yeah. They surprised a lot of people. Now that they're sold out, I kind of wish I would have got all of them. But, uh, you know, you, as you can see, there's no room. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, other than that, it's just been uh, pretty steady. You know, i got to say that about Super 7 is they put out some really good shit. Uh, yeah. There was, they had a big, big, uh, they're really good, catching... good release uh, calendar for the end of the year. Yeah. They really yeah. went They really went out swinging. So, that's awesome. Everybody did, it seemed like. That's awesome that, that um, you know, you got to see the uh, the Christmas Fury firsthand. Yeah, because especially the first Christmas, hopefully the only Christmas in the a major pandemic. Yeah, hopefully. Where you really don't know what's going to happen, and you hope to God for online sales or maybe even, like, phone sales. But to see people actually, you know, braving all that to come out and make their way. I had somebody come from Salinas the other day just, just to come to... Wow. Like, stay the fuck home. Yeah. Salinas is literally in the center of the state on the coast. It is also, if I'm not mistaken, is is it the garlic capital? No, that's Gilroy. Gilroy. (laughs) Salinas is actually pretty fabulous. It's very. um, Yeah. It's another coastal farmer town. Yeah, totally. Latino, mid century, uh, beautiful place. I love Salinas, but stay there until you get over your fucking pandemic, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And then come by Ninja Turtles. So let's get right into it. Um, let's talk let's about. Jump in. Let's jump into pickups. Let's go. What have you gotten recently? Oh well, this is like you've got to tell the story of Sunday, which was New Year's Day. Oh no, it was yesterday. No, dude, today is Sunday. Okay, it was Any, Friday. Yeah, so it, it's it's kind of funny because Christmas wise, <laughs> uh, my partner is like, "Yeah, I'm not trying to buy you anything because you already know what you want." Although she did. Give me a few things uh, that I wanted to have on my wish list at Super 7, which is kind of cool. Yeah. My nephew, Sonic Toast, he hooked me up with the really cool uh, 
Casey Jones replica mask, which is pretty awesome. Kiki. I really, I really enjoyed wearing that um, Christmas morning in my brand new robe that uh, Penny gave me. So that was really fun. Um, but aside from that, you know, I just uh, there was a lot of stuff that like actually was coming out on the first of January. So we had the new Transformers uh, Kingdom line, which is where they started getting into kind of like the Transformers that turn into dinosaurs and animals and cheetahs and stuff. Then we had uh, uh, the uh, wide release of the Masters of the Universe from Mattel. It was just an exclusive at Walmart, and then it did a wide release pretty much everywhere. Uh, when I was running around um, New Year's Day, because, uh, well, let me start at the beginning. So I'm in bed waking up after a chill New Year's uh, Eve, and um, I just see online all the people were telling us that the G.I. Joe classified Viper and Firefly are out at Target in wide release. And I'm sitting there in bed going, oh, that's cool. Not going to get one of those. And I was talking to you as well because you're like, yo, Jar Jar's out too. That was the other wide release. Yeah, happened. I started seeing pictures of him. So I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And uh, my uh, Penny's like, why don't you just go to the store and see if they're there? I'm like, ah, you know, that's that's a hassle. And it's New Year's Day and blah, blah, blah. So I pulled it together 45 minutes later and I actually hopped in the car and went to like, you know, multiple targets. And... Um, Got it all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was able to pick up uh, the Jar Jar Binks figure um, at the Emeryville um, Target. And then... Uh, was he just on the shelf there? Was no, he, he wasn't. He was in the back, and you had to ask for him, and mm. the woman was like, one per person. Mm. And I'm like, cool, because I got you one. Thank but you. But I wanted to get one for Sonic Toast, because he's a big Jar Jar fan. So um, I'm like, well, you know, it says that they have one... G.I. Joe classified Firefly in stock at the Folsom Street store in San Francisco across the bay. <laughs> across the bridge. So I'm like, oh, well, why not? I got nothing else to do. You know, the the, the partner's encouraging me to go look for toys, you know? <laughs> I got better as the guy on the phone at home, you know, telling me if what's in stock and what's not. And so I went to the, uh, this. Uh, it's one of those mini targets. It's a small target, like yeah. a, you know, like a pharmacy-sized target. They had um, a bunch of He-Man stuff. Huh. I was really, it was really trippy to kind of like shuffle through you know, like 10 different He-Man figures on the pegs along with Battle Cat and stuff. And that was kind of cool to see that on the shelf, like in wide release. Yeah. Um, very nostalgic for me. I've still never seen them. Um, so after that, uh, Brett's like, yeah, they have them in stock. They're there. So I asked this one clerk. She was very helpful. She's like, oh, yeah, I just put those out. And so I went over to the end cap, Star Wars end cap. I was able to, you know, there was no limit. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll get one for Sonic Toast. And then I went ahead and grabbed Battle Cat. And then I also checked the inventory checker uh, on Target, not Brickseek or Pop Finder, because those have kind of become unreliable in yeah. the last month. And there was one G.I. Joe Firefly. So I asked the woman, she's like, oh, no, I don't I don't see it if it's not out. Then I was looking at the Jar Jar's and I was about to leave. And then she came in and goes, hey, I found one Damn. in the back. And she handed it to me. And I was like, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Because, like, such a good uh, omen for New Year's Day, too. Yeah, I never know. thought I was going to find these figures. These Star Wars across figures. the galaxy, and people are having fist fights again. Yeah, you know, that was the thing that was really weird is while I'm lying here in bed, like, deciding if I'm going to go to Target to go look for stuff, I'm seeing videos of news reports from back east of, like, 
people in line for vipers, viper riots, gangs of gangs. people. Is it straight up gangs of people <laughs> in Pennsylvania? The gangs of GI Joe gangs. Yeah, and, disgusting. And so it kind of drove home again the whole concept of you know flippers and and you know once if you can't hit it for release day, if you can't be there when they come out, you might never get it. Yeah, I mean get get ready to pay that price. Exactly. And and before I even went out to look for stuff, you know the vipers, the GI Joe class had viper, which is a basic troop builder, is on eBay for one hundred and fifty dollars. No questions asked. It's a fig also that you need at least two of. I mean, if you, you don't need it, if you're just going to be collecting, you know, just to be collecting them. But you know, those of us that want like not really maybe even army build, but, but at least for you know, even for photography, but, yeah, you want totally. more than one bad guy. Completely, and it looks stupid to have one of each. Yeah, that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think mean, the, if you the had whole big, fighting thing is just ridiculous. And if you had a big terrorist army, you, you're going to have more than one of your like soldiers with you. No, <laughs> you're not a very good terrorist army if you don't. So you're like, well, she has a drone and she has <laughs> this. two knives. Yeah. So, so we should be okay. So yeah. Gee, so, I know. <laughs> but it's just kind of a you know, Target just has a weird way of doing certain things. It's so and so you can walk into some Targets and buy the entire stock. And then you can walk into some, and they're actually playing by the rules. I'm going to put an Emeryville that had nothing when I was there today. Like, nothing. Yeah. But I didn't ask for anything either, but I didn't check either, so... Well, well shelves were pretty empty right up to the week of Christmas. Hmm. Um, I did hit Target um, New Year's... The day before New Year's. Yeah. Just because I needed to grab stuff for New Year's Eve. And I found three TMNT Ninja Turtle Kangs. On the shelf, hmm. which is and like finding gold. That is the newest TMNT figure. It's it's a thirty four dollar figure. It comes with a baby shredder. It's a beautiful figure. <laughs> it's like this tall, and I'm talking like it's about a foot tall, <clears throat> like maybe a little longer than a foot tall. And I found three of them, so I picked one for myself, and I called Sonic Toast to me, like, "Yo, I found Kang. Do you want one?" He's like, "Yes, sir." So I grabbed it for him, and I left one on the shelf. That's there how was it no should limits. Be. People didn't even know it was there. That was like something that came out like maybe a week before that I never thought I'd see on the shelf, and I found My it. My friend uh, Charlie found it as well. I yeah. think, yeah, yeah. It's it was really, uh, you know, I was really happy about that. And then I also happened to find uh, the McFarland DC uh, New Wave of the Flash, which is a beautiful figure. Mm -hmm. And when I was checking out that um, that afternoon, some guy was coming in. He's like, "Yo, do they have any more of those Flash figures?" I'm like, "There's like two more on the shelf." He's like, "Thanks, you know." Nice. So, yeah, that's a good thing. So it was a pretty good hunt on uh, New Year's Day coming home. You know, I, I told Penny, I'm like, yeah, I ended up going to San Francisco to buy some toys, but... <laughs> I'm all laying on the couch, cuddled up, like, well, here goes my Jar Jar. Easiest fig hunt ever. Yeah. <laughs> For me. Yeah, so it was really happy that I could hook you up and hook up Sonic. <laughs> and so and just, good. Thank you. Yeah, it was just made me really happy, and, and I felt like for the first time, and I'm really not like this when I, you know, like, I don't like bragging about what I got, but... I really felt like well, justified you put the work in into it too, you know, and you find, yeah. and you're not the kind of person that's just kind of smarmy about it. And, and not to be a jerk or anything, it gives other people hope that they can actually find the stuff out in retail. <laughs> it was right place, right time. It was yeah. like everything, everything connected together. So yeah, it was, it was a really good feeling. And it's funny because I've been, I've been uh, holed up at Penny's for the last couple of days. So I got like, when I get home later, I got all the stuff to open up, which I'm really excited. Totally. About. <laughs> Completely. So that was what really is tonight. Sunday. Today's Sunday. Yeah. It's all burned together, but that was, so that was a really positive experience that I had and I was um I was uh you know following other people who are you know bigger uh, toy photographers and toy uh bloggers and stuff and toy YouTube channelers and seeing how like they went out and found stuff early and they were stoked they were able to find something or hey you know I'm looking for this and it was a really positive experience to have everybody kind of supporting each other in that yeah. capacity because then you know uh, all the toy groups on Facebook it just gets nasty although like the GI Joe face group has a, a cap like 
we have a $40 cap on you trying to resell any figures through our community. Mm, that's good. That seems fair. So nobody ever tries to resell anything there. Well, or just like, uh, how much is it? Uh, I'll give it to you for retail. Cool. How much is it? Uh, PM me. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Retail times five. Yeah. But that video you sent me this afternoon of, <sighs> of the guys like, like these dudes hounding and talking to a manager at a Target ratting out some guy who was there trying to get some toys it was just it was ridiculous yeah it's just completely it's embarrassing to be a human yeah seeing I, this kind of thing i mean when i was trying it's on yak face if you guys want to oh, check yeah. it down it's yeah, a I'm crazy sure. it's a crazy video yeah by the time this airs it'll be a whole other toy drama yeah you know? but yeah it's just it takes all the fun out of it. It's just the same people that cry because they can't buy five Leonardos, you know? Yeah, you know? Uh, you don't that's need the thing five. The, the Mandalorian Hasbro Dins are showing up again, yeah. which makes sense because I, I'm with you. Be patient. You will find it. Mm-hmm. But still. But yeah, that's the, that therein lies our problem, being patient. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, so far, the new year is off to a good uh, a good start. Oh, another another note. Uh, I ended up picking up the SH Figuarts Luke Rise of Skywalker uh, really crate good. figure. I've had my on it since it came out. It was, uh, you know, knocked down a little bit on Amazon for cheaper. I mean, they're still expensive, but I won a... Uh, <laughs> I won a uh, uh, ugly sweater contest at work, so mm-hmm. I had the Amazon gift card. So I'm like, a free fig's a free fig. <laughs> a free fig's a free fig, yo. Who cares if it costs two hundred bucks? Yeah, you know, it, kind of thing. Yeah, it was still. It's a beautiful figure. I so, hope Hasbro does one. Yeah, well, they did the three. They did the three point five. Well, the five POA one. Right? Yeah, which makes sense. They would do Black Series later on. Yeah, I mean, this. I don't know. Maybe they they feel that like that movie isn't as popular as all the others. Maybe. In a lot of ways. I think they probably also know that they can spread it out over years and years and years and keep on just pumping out, you know, characters because, you know, we still have some from like Rogue One. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm waiting for those Rogue One uh, new uh, face paint sculpts. Totally. So anyway, so that's uh, that's the uh, glorious victory of pickups for this uh, this new year. And I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. And uh, off to a good start with these things. Yeah. So aside get from some picks up. Yeah. Aside from that, later um, we're gonna do a, a special live uh, testing segment. We're gonna test out the new Battle Cat for the Masters of the Universe from Mattel. Um, it says modern posing retro play. We're gonna take we it. We shall the, see. We're gonna put it on the where the toys are uh, testing bench and see how it does. Exactly. Yeah. Stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> A lot of great uh, television has happened in the last month, and we always threaten to talk about The Mandalorian, so let's just go ahead and open it up, and let's talk about a couple things. can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. Yeah, so... Dumb Christmas. Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, The Mandalorian is basically um, the... uh, the lone uh, water carrier of the entire Star Wars saga. It is Star Wars now. It pretty much is. Especially after this last one. 
That's right, Luke Skywalker. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. We're going to talk about the Mandalorian. Yeah, and basically, I just think that um, there's been such an emotional reaction of the return of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And a lot of speculation as well. But, I mean, I was literally in bed at midnight watching the episode and sat up when that X-Wing fighter just pulled up. I was like, oh, well, first I thought it was going to be the bear, like the, the galactic <laughs> yeah. bear. He's all, oh, by the way, can I check your ID? <laughs> are, you, are you a bottom? <laughs> the galactic bear. The galactic panda bear. Oh, they're going to have but their then, own show. And then, uh, yeah, totally. The bears on the range? The bear <laughs> rangers? Yeah. Fe- featuring Cara Dune. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be hilarious. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. So, anyways... <laughs> X-Wing pulls up, yeah. and the first thing they shot in my head was Skywalker, because who else could it be? Well, you totally recognize his ship, too. Yeah, absolutely. You realize, like, right when it's halfway pulling into the the hangar, you're like, oh, my God, that's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, How are they going to do it's this? It's got the red coloring on it. It doesn't have the yeah. weird blue or yellow. So, yeah, what are they going to do? And he starts coming in, and then you're like, it's totally him. And I was like, they probably got Sebastian Stan, you know, from Winter Soldier. Yeah. Because, you know, they look they look, look so and much like Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So so yeah, it was just a mind blower. It just it just And it's all Mark Hamill. Yeah. And they did it a year ago and he kept it such a super secret and you know, they deep faked it and it's beautiful. And I think it was great. And I was crying and laughing and everybody jumping. And you're was, right, it was twelve forty five and I was like, What everybody was crying and laughing and it was amazing and, and, and Penny's like, What what's going on? I'm like, Get Yeah. You don't understand, or maybe you do. Yeah, and the thing is, is it was just such a bold move. Yeah. And uh, it was our Rogue One moment of the year. Completely. Luke got his Rogue One moment. It, was, yeah. it mirrored every, so many things. It mirrored um, taking his mask off. I thought of Luke take, Vader taking his mask off with Luke. And there was yeah. so many parallels. Like it always does. It's like poetry, you know? Yeah. Star Wars completely rhymes, but... Oh, God, it just fulfilled everything I needed. And I'm still thinking about it. I still think yeah. about, like, you know, where did what happened to to everybody? Yeah, because then you know? the, the questions come. You know, you notice that when R2-D2 came in, that's when a lot of people just lost their, their, their freaking shoes. Yeah. And, uh because you know, he was so ignored in the in the in the, the sequels. Yeah, he was. So to see him, it was kind of like bitches. He, it, you forgot who it was all along. <laughs> so R two has been in every Star Wars project. Everything. Everything. Yeah. So so, and also the fact that Grogu, you know, was going to leave his his Mando and uh, go be with Luke, and everybody's like, okay, so does R two D two know Grogu, no. or maybe they. Or maybe R2 was excited that he saw another Yoda-looking alien. Who knows? No, he had to have come across him in the temple. Anakin, too. Yeah, and then also the other thought that everybody had after the, all the warm feelings happened. They're like, oh, no. Did Grogu die? <laughs> well, yeah, we tried to start that rumor, but apparently temple. everybody had that, you know, the same thought. Yeah. He died at the, um, yeah, the new Jedi temple. Literally, or maybe not. Literally, news stories were like, Star Wars fans upset that Kylo Ren might have hurt Grogu. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, here we go already. They didn't, you know. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So that was, it was a beautiful ending uh, to the whole thing and the Boba Fett thing. And yeah. The Bill Burr episode with the Imperial, uh, st- uh, the Imperial base. Yeah. Fleshing out his character. That oh, was yeah. beautiful. It was, it was really great. And, you know, comedians make great dramatic actors. They do. Period. You Especially know. that one. And, like, yeah, going back to, like, the whole Boba Fett thing, like, that's just, like, it's, that's how it is now. Boba Fett's back. Boba Fett's back. And, and he, he looks great. Like, he looks great. And you have to be like, oh, my God, I'm watching the Slave One fly around right now, you know? And, I, and, last and the time seismic I, bombs, It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... um Perfect. So Perfect. the whole the whole slate of all the stuff coming up in the near future, you know, um, 
uh, like we were talking about the uh, whatever Rangers of the New Republic yeah. or whatever it's called. Bear Rangers. Bear Rangers. <laughs> That's going to be cool. Uh, you're going to obviously have Cara Dune as a marshal or whatever. That's great continuity, because I, I don't think I'd be cool with her own show. But hey, you know, throw her in there with the bears. And she might not even be on it all the time. She can just pop yeah. in all the time. You know, she's like the marshal of that planet. Yeah, exactly. You know, of that area. I so. just like how expanded everything's going to be. Yeah. And my whole world, just it's never going to go away. I've had it since day one, and I'm going to have it all the way till. And then, you know, they made the announcement, the really cool video that Patty Jenkins is going to direct a Rogue Squadron film, which right. sounds really great to me. Her yeah. background as a director and as a human being, her father was a fighter pilot, and she's been enamored with flight, which makes sense considering, like, you know, the airplane aspects she had in her films and so on and so forth. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, totally. Because if she's going to do, like, going to be like, I'm going to do the best fighter pilot story. Completely. You know, that's the thing about Star Wars. You want people to just be good storytellers. Yeah. It doesn't care what they're talking about. I think that how contrived the Star Wars uh, sequels were in a lot of way were just like Disney overthinking things way too much. So, um, I don't know. I'm really excited about that. And talking about her, Patty Jenkins, let's jump into Wonder Woman 84. so forward to that because it was Christmas Day and it was like, oh, we're going to get up and make pancakes and then watch, you know, Wonder Woman. And we did. And Wonder Woman 88, Wonder Woman, regular Wonder Woman, was a good movie. I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman, um, the series back when I was a kid was good. Yeah, you know, the only problem with Wonder Woman 84 I had up front is there was not enough Wonder Woman in the movie. Where was Wonder Woman? And let me tell you, what what made it 1984? Why, you know, it's like, you, I didn't believe it was 84. No, you didn't. it didn't. It was really weird because the the trailer had, you know, um, was it Blue Monday? Yeah. You know, as playing as the main song. With a lot of filters and a lot I of things that you thought. I was expecting a lot of 80s music and there was nothing. There Although, was that weird Frankie Goes to Hollywood remix. The, I know. <laughs> I know of the only thing. And honey, in the 80s, gals did not look like Diana Prince. No. Okay. No, they, they did, did not. They did not. I'm sorry. Maybe Joan Collins. Maybe even in then. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> but it was weird because it was it was happening in D.C. and a couple other things. I'm a, I'm a you know, uh, old straight edge hardcore guy. So. There was like weird stuff like uh, punks running around in the mall wearing Cro-Mags and Bad Brains t-shirts and then a poster for a minor threat show that didn't happen around then. Was that the Ridgemont Mall? Well, no, 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 no. Like I'm saying like in Wonder Woman 84. Right. Um. You know, they were going for that Ridgemont Mall vibe. Right. But, you know, it was the battle scene in the mall, which, you know, again, people are like, oh, you know, Gal Gadot and Arnold Schwarzenegger has so much in common. They're great superstars. You want to see them in stuff, but they really can't act. And I'm like, you know, to be fair. And she's such a sweet sea. You know, to be, so bad. To, to be fair, she's going to be fine. <laughs> okay. Like, but it was just, it was really, it was really lame that there wasn't enough Wonder Woman in this movie. I know. I want you to wear your real outfit, not that thing, not the gold outfit. Yeah. And it was just, and even when she had the gold outfit on, it was like, it was like no big deal. Steven goes, look, that's that figure we keep seeing at Target. Yeah. Well, it's well, called a peg warmer, sweetie. Yeah. You know, and I, I picked that up back in when the movie was supposed to come out and 
you know, I even a year did ago. Some, I, I did those nice shots of it after recently after the movie came out because I still love that figure. I gave her the she shots a spear. you put on the shots he put on Instagram are better than the movie. <laughs> oh man, well, well, thank you very much. <laughs> but what the funny thing about the, seeing Wonder Woman eighty four is I actually went to a drive in to see it. Okay, Penny was like, "Oh, for I Christmas. meant to ask you about that. Where Alameda." Wow. So Alameda, uh, California is an island town right next to Oakland in San Francisco, and it is uh, an old, uh, you know, military town from World War II and so on and so forth. It's really cute. It's really cute. It's It's all Victorians. It's like the 50s. Yeah. There. So they have this big air base, the air base that was actually famously used by the Matrix to build the fake uh, big freeways um, uh, location for that, the movie, the Matrix movies. Yeah. What's the name of that toy store on Main Street? Toy Safari? Yes. I think that we've talked about that we before. Have. So, okay, yeah, uh, that's the we'll, place we'll, that we can... We'll it, get into Toy Safari in a minute. And it's not the S word. <laughs> so, we went ahead and uh, went to the drive-in. And what they did is the local Alameda film, you know, that multiplex they have there, they did it. They you know did a drive-in out on the airbase. They projected the, um, the screen on the side of one of those big old warehouse buildings. And, um, you know, we went and uh, we backed up our, 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 our vehicle so we could have the back open and... You know, we brought some, you know, drinks and some food. Problem is, is we were really far from the screen. <laughs> so far, I'm like, oh, I need to renew my prescription for glasses. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't see anything. It was washed down. I could kind of hear it. So I literally started streaming the movie on my cell phone while I was watching the movie at the drive-in to be able to hear a little bit better. And it looked better on my phone. Very weird experience. I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is going to, like, uh, you know, create a problem with my... Uh, experience in my opinion in this movie nope because i went to rewatch. say did you watch it again i did oh and i kind of want to watch it again you know the first half uh, the first part is good if the later half of the fighting was consistent but it was just really weird you know i did like that whole like olympic opening scene that with was the like little... again one of the best parts of the film yeah yeah it was cutesy I that just, was great I thought, oh this is gonna be a fun thing and then i halfway through it i or whatever i asked my partner i said how about much longer is this and he looked at the thing and said how much more do you have? Like, an hour and 35 minutes. It was and I too said, long. Bitch, what? It was two hours and a half or something. Jesus Christ. And the funny thing about it is... I'm going to be 84 when this is over. <laughs> uh, we're watching we're the thing. We're really dishing too hard well, on well, it, though. Okay. It was cutesy. I, I will give it that. A couple more minutes. A couple more minutes of just dishing on this, because I'm telling you, like, <laughs> everybody's general opinion... The night it came out on Facebook or social media was like hot garbage. They laughed it. I called it hot trash. I've never seen anybody use the word hot and garbage or trash so <laughs> totally. much inside of a movie. They trash the poor thing. Yeah, and even, not even not even the old original Wonder Woman could save it at the end. It was like give her a movie. I, yeah, you know what? I thought that was kind of like a cheap thing too. And like, up oh, there's Linda Carter. Of course, she's going to show up somewhere. Another thing that sucked the, about the Wonder- Invisible Jet was I thought they were cute what they were trying to do, but it was just like you don't have to keep doing this. The thing that really got me is like, oh, she can fly now? Yeah. And also she's swinging around with her lasso like Spider-Man? Totally. <laughs> I was like, that, yeah, and it looked stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to go out and make a movie. I'm so sorry if anybody listening worked on these things. Yeah, no, but, no disrespect, um, but at yeah, the same no time, it's just like, all. you know, I, I mean, but it's considered a hit. Right. Well, I hope it does make lots of makes it made, lots of it money. It made sixteen million dollars its opening weekend, and then during a pandemic, that's like making say, seventy thousand. You know, million. we got to think about that. Where it's the first time that we're going through this. We got really lucky that uh, the Star Wars movies ended a year before this pandemic bullshit. Yeah, that's that's very true. And and because I know, don't think they would have put them on TV. I think they'd make us wait for a theatrical release. And to put the cherry on top of Wonder Woman, basically, you know, they greenlit Wonder Woman three immediately. Yeah, yeah. 
And then Pedro Pascal could not save that movie, unlike no, Star he's not. I just kind of really want to see him. Does he repulse me? Do I want to? <laughs> it's that kind of guy. He's totally like that. The, yeah. the commercial you sent me. That's the fuckable Mandalorian. Yeah, and it's really funny because um, I guess he was in an old Wonder Woman TV show pilot. Really? Yeah. So I went He's ahead done and everything. I went ahead and researched this, and he was apparently in a uh, old Wonder Woman pilot for um, for some Wonder Woman show that uh, that never you know really happened. But I think that's kind of really funny. Yeah, that, you know. Well, he's also in this like shock, Shark Boy and Lava Girl thing. That's that's oh, like, that's really hot. I want to see well, it. Well, that's you know that's um that's Homeboy who directed the the Boba Fett uh, Boba Fett Return episode of the Mando, right? You know that's Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, that dude's a god, totally. Because he created his own studio. He went out inside the studio system to do movies. Spy Kids, right? He did Spy he, Kids. He did. He did that. He did Desperado. He did a lot of great mm. movies. He did. He did. Um, you know, a Planet Terror from the Death Proof duo. So Which is um, one of my favorites. Yeah. So you know, it's really funny because you know Pascal. He was uh, in an NBC pilot for Wonder Woman, and it's from 2011. And it's kind of funny. Wow. Yeah. Another was another, he playing what's his face? The, that character? No, he was just some other character. Uh, I wasn't really specific on it, but he was like another guy who encountered Wonder Woman. The other problematic thing about Wonder Woman, and we're almost done with Wonder Woman, I swear. No, I have a couple of questions about her. Okay. Is the fact that basically Chris Pine's character is like quantum leaping into the body of some random dude. Yeah. So she gets to use this random dude like some kind of sex doll. Totally. And then like when Chris Pine disappears, this guy's just like, whoa, what happened to me? Is you know, just take your wish back. Everything's going to be better. It's, it's so just weird. so weird. Well, I, mean, I I love how smart I thought I was when you figured out that that he had jumped into that guy's body. And right. Like, Stephen's like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, it's, he you know he transferred into that body. Stephen goes, why? So that's one of my questions. Well, that magic stone thing, that whole magic stone thing with with Christian Wig and and the whole like magic stone, like really, you guys resorted to magical stones? It, totally. That's just a it, weird thing. And it's just a, make a wish and it's yours. Okay, so I want to be the I want to be the stone. Okay, <laughs> you know, this well, nobody the, 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 over the centuries of time that this thing. This been... is literally when the Make a Wish Foundation goes back. Yeah, totally. So. <laughs> well, you know, congrats to them, and I hope that Wonder Woman three. And so that's another question: Does everybody know she's Wonder Woman, or does she just? I mean, when are you going to spin around and turn into Wonder Woman? I want to see that. She needs to start wearing glasses. Yeah. Do more <laughs> of that kind of thing. So where does she... And also, so she doesn't age. Yeah. No, she so doesn't. She, so the first movie took place in the 40s, and then the second No, it one, took place during like the 20s or something. The no 20s. And then so she just keep, hops through time and just does different things. And the next time we catch up with her is in 1984. Apparently. So the next time after that could be any time between 84 and the, the 20s. And Correct. Because actually in the... Batman versus Superman and Justice League movie. It's now, okay. so she's been around for a long time. So she just so so when you leave that island, you don't age. Apparently, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really privy to Amazon Amazon Island. It was but. just so easy when I was a kid with that Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was like you know sliding down a pole, you turn into Batman and yeah, Superman absolutely. and all that. Yeah, it's too confusing for me. These As an DC adult, be like I can't, I can't stop thinking about just, this. Stuff. <laughs> I know. No, I'm, I'm kind of wanting to watch it again. Get really stoned and watch it again. Well, we'll you know, see. you can do it. At least you for can another, do anything you at want. At least for another what twenty, fifteen days until it goes into wide release or whatever. Anyways, maybe I'll just save my. So that was that was a thing. Seeing Wonder Woman at home and in the drive-in. Okay, fantastic. 
Then the Pixar movie. This is the first time a Pixar movie has come out to home release. Soul. Yeah, Soul. And we watched it, and man, what a great film. It was, it was not what I expected. It was beautiful. I think it's probably one of the the most beautiful backgrounds I'd seen in Pixar movies. The same director, I think he did uh, Inside Out, which yeah. was about emotions. I really didn't see that one. But I heard it was really good. And, uh, you know, Coco was also a fantastic Christmas time mm-hmm. um, Pixar movie, which dealt with death and stuff and family. And I think, you know, Soul deals with death and family as well. And Definitely. I think it was really, these are the kind of stories that people want to hear. Yeah. But it's, and the, the kind of stories that we need in times like these, too. Yeah. And you also know. the way that the, the film transcends um, kind of race and class and understanding across all lines. I mean, yeah. that's that's a good film. When you get to heaven, everybody looks the same. Or we, not even to heaven, but, you know, to that place. Yeah. That everybody has a different name for it. Yeah. I mean, it was really it was really metaphysical, <laughs> and it was very beautiful. And I think it's going to be. I you, think it's amazing. It wasn't Luke Skywalker coming back from the dead, but it was still pretty beautiful. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It was, you know, great soundtrack, too. Yeah, that was actually Trent Reznor and his writing partner who did the stuff for the music for Watchmen and the, you know, the, uh, the Facebook, the social, uh, the social social network movie like you know trent reznor does great soundtrack he's work. a composer he's a freaking awesome composer yeah so soul is fantastic do definitely watch that because you know um it's a better film that i've seen so far it's definitely year. keeping my hope alive for different things you know and i think that i would love to have seen that on the big screen but yeah. for the time being until everybody behaves and gets our world back to normal yeah how about that hmm how about them apples <laughs> how about the mask apples Okay, we're going to be right back after this. And we're back. Hello. You know, it's um, the last episode got a lot of good feedback. It was the first time we kind of stepped up a bit on our production. We did musical numbers, which were promised and delivered, which I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you for challenging me to bring out, to bring the best out myself. Thank you for helping, and thank you for doing. And there will there'll be a holiday season every year, a yeah. holiday show every year. And I got some feedback. was like, you know, that song that Brent sang was really freaking sincere and awesome. And it was. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> but how did you feel about having like guests on? It was really I, nice to talk to people. I it was cool to actually connect with people. I love doing it all the time. I'm a gatherer. You know, I want to, I want to have, you know, people around all the time. So I think that going forward, we should, you know, always try to have somebody in, in on it. I think that something we've talked about before is like anybody who's listening, if you have like a, you know, if you're like a toy photographer or you just collect toys or you just want to have like your Instagram shouted out, can't obviously can't shout out everybody, but you know, that I think of, I want to, I want to shout out everybody, but you know, kind of going with the scissor me Xerxes guy, you know, my friend Greg, you know, that was a really good interview. And it's, and we apologize a little bit for the quality because when people are calling in, it's like, you literally got to tell them like, Hey, go stand exactly where you get the best cell phone reception. Yeah. But I think we'll, going forward, we'll, out, we'll but... probably do like zoom calls or something on our computer via Wi-Fi. We'll get a nice yeah. solid connection, but still, we got a lot of great feedback. Thank you again for, totally. you know, Chris and Phil and, uh, Farron and, uh, Susan Cersei's and, uh, Pat and his homies from Drexel and, um, yeah. and, you know, Penny and, uh, freaking everybody. It was awesome. Everybody. It was a great, it was a great way to wrap up the year yeah of a really really um shitty year yeah so. and, and i think there's any takeaways from that episode is voltron is popular for the people <laughs> across the board across the board voltron ages is- races times everything <laughs> yeah voltron well, that, is it and well that Vipers. and also that and masters of the universe people loves masters yeah universe. you know Ma- motu has its very own kind you know type of fan base very much like star wars and very much like Turtles and things we've touched on in the past. Motu is very unique 
with their fan base. And you can tell the kids who were, you know, the ones like, you know, had that, that had snake mountain as a kid. And you can tell those people who've grown up now and they have a lot of money. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's been a great thing. And granted, you know, super seven released some new good classics and Mattel's back on the, um, back on the game. And, uh, that brings us to our next segment, and we're going to go ahead and do. Uh, you know, here at, at Brett's in Brett's uh, Brett's archives, we have the um, where the toys are uh, testing grounds, where we test all these products we pick up. Uh, this isn't just a place to post and figures ones that are sent to us. Yes, if you ever want to send us anything, you just get at us. But yeah. um, so we went ahead and um, I brought in the Masters of the Universe Battle Cat Fighting Tiger, new for twenty, the modern posing retro play new one that I picked up. Um, over the weekend. It's beautiful. And uh, we decided to do a test. And the test is this. We're going to go ahead and see uh, the play value of this figure and then see uh, who is the real Tiger Master of Battle Cat. Who's the real cat in charge? Who's, so Who shall tame this beast? Who shall tame this beast? So let me go ahead and start opening this thing up. What's new, Battle Cat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> What's new, Battle Cat? Whoa, whoa! What do you got over there, babe? Well, so um, I got the new Battle Cat here, mm. and I just took it out of the box, and it's uh, it's looking good. It's got um, joints at the knees, and you know, so it can actually do what cats do. It's yeah. like you know, kneel down and stuff. Anyways, it's a pretty good Battle Cat. It looks good. It looks similar to the one we had. They've um, got the colors dead on. They got the colors dead on. Uh, you'd hope that the company that originally made them. <laughs> yeah. So the big question here for the challenge is playability. So I have, uh, I brought a. A fanny pack full of figures, and I'm gonna go with the uh, uh, Super Seven Motu uh, He-Man Ultimate, and let's see how he fits. I mean, he looks good next to the. He's cat. got some makeup on. Well, that's girl. his like. That's his like. Oh, he's got robot eyes. No, that's that's the eyes when he's like, I'm lighting up my sword, and my eyes are like the oh, lightning shit. eyes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, um, it looks pretty good next to the cat. I'd yeah. say it's a good scale. Um, you know, let's get him on the cat. He's looking good. I think it looks uh, looks pretty good. It looks great. It Keep looks, on playing. I think I have a, a new He-Man. It looks like what you want. You know, it looks like uh, what you want your He-Man to do. I mean, to scale the uh, Super Seven scale of the uh, Ultimate, like seven-inch line in it. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks pretty good with his Battle Cat, which is scaled for the new Vin- the new uh, Retro Collection Motu, which is like the old ones they made in the '80s, but they have like bendable uh, bendable elbows and bendable knees, and they can do more poses and stuff. So. He, I'd say He-Man on here is a hit. I'm going to go ahead and give him a, a 9 out of 10. Cool. As far as playability and usability with the new Battle Cat. Here's Beast Man. Oh, are you going to bust a Beast Man? Or are you going to keep him, him open? Okay. Well, we have the Beast Man test coming up, but, you yeah. know. Maybe later. Maybe later. Keep Maybe that Beast for later. So, keeping with our cat theme, I have Lionel from the Super 7 Ultimates here. It's a really nice figure. That's a Super 7? I'm not, I have not touched it. It is a Super a, 7. A Thundercat. Yeah, it's looking good. Um, it's a good sculpt. It looks really good. He looks like a combination of, you know, uh, the old figure and the... Uh, very the, Maddie Collector. Yeah, very Maddie Collector. So let's get him here on Battle Cat. He sits pretty well. He's looking pretty good. Nice. I'd say it's pretty good cat on cat action. Yep. <laughs> I like to see the kitties rubbing together. They like yeah. to cuddle. It's looking good. So I'd you gotta say that make sure you feed your kitty. You never know when she's going to be hungry. Exactly. So, um, you know, it's looking pretty good here. I'd say that scale-wise, it looks normal, you know, as far as giant cats versus uh, humanoid cats go. He's got his blowout on. I know. know, uh, Lionel's blowout is amazing, right? (laughs) Totally. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and give him a... I'm going to give him an eight. 
because it just looks good. Yeah, it looks good. So then the next figure I got here is um, from Mythic Legions. <laughs> this guy looks like the purple Skeletor version. It looks like a what's Panthor. His? Panthor, yeah. I love that one. Isn't that a great figure? Yeah. Yeah, this is a tribute to the original Panther figure from Mythic Legions. Mm. It's a purple humanoid, uh, purple panther. So the torso is, uh, you know, like a above big buff purple guy, and then the top is like a cat. It looks great. He's got a cool tail. So let's see how he fits I still want to get that one. It's a good one. Oh, you know, these aren't really made to ride things. No. His tail gets in the way. Yeah, that looks awkward. He's more like he's he's marches alongside. He marches like, alongside everybody else. What's his face? Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, that's. Uh, I'm gonna give that a five for playability. Yeah, he's more. Uh, he's on his own. Yeah, he's on he his own. He doesn't want to. Mythic Legion is still beautiful figures. Completely made beautiful. by the Four Horsemen, the people who sculpted all the Super Seven, all the ones. Super Seven ones. Yeah. So next we go ahead and go to uh, T'Challa, the Black Panther. This is a Marvel Legends figure with uh, the face sculpt. Yeah. So let's see. T'Challa Ooh, on Battle. He looks good. He too. looks good. Can I have like a life size version of that thing? <laughs> yeah, it looks good. He looks strong. It's the he scale. Like he's not, yeah. He's ready to battle. You he's know? clutching onto the thing. Yeah. So far, he's my fave. It looks good. Let's give him a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Solid yeah. 10 out of 10. Totally. All right. It's that looking look, good. I mean, that's just a really good looking fave. It's a good look. We'll go ahead and take pictures of these, and these will be up I mean, on. He, um, yeah, <laughs> totally. We'll put these on the Instagrams. Yeah, these will be up on the Instagrams, and you'll be able to see them on uh, both of our pages. We'll share some pictures. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so and the finalist, uh, new in the running, we have uh, Quill. Quill from the Mandalorian. From the Mandalorian. There figure. he is. That's a cool figure. That's the first Ugnot figure I've seen. Yep, and I hope there's many more. Please do Ugnots from Bespin. Oh, he looks. He's looking good. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's meant to ride. Yeah, he's meant to ride. He's got his little uh, his little uh, pilot's. Uh, Goggles. He's very Snoopy. He is very Snoopy. He's uh, ready to fight the the, the Red Baron. Uh, he's got his cool <laughs> shotgun. Yeah, it looks good. I give that a good solid eight out of ten. I think he's eight. Yeah, totally. He looks good. He looks What's good. What's the things that he rides? Those things. What are they called? They look like giant ticks. Yeah, they're kind of gross. They were on the Ewok Blurgs. Adventures. Blurgs. Blurgs. Yeah. yeah, Blurgs. They'll be able to. I'm sure a fig of them. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Um, I feel that like uh, the the mythical aspects that the Mandalorian brought to the Star Wars universe is really cool. The animals, the creatures. Yeah. People forget how important creatures are. It's, it's always been about the creatures for Star Wars. Yeah, like the trash compactor monster. Dubaks. Yeah. Have all you that. seen the little baby trash compactor monsters you can get at the Disney store? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, those are I pretty dope. I want it. We, I think we just really want to go to Disneyland. I think that's I need to. I need to. My body <laughs> needs to go there. The minute I get vaccinated, the uh, second stop is going to be freaking Disneyland. Uh, totally. Yeah. Take, I'm there. Take me there. I'll wear a full bodysuit. So anyways, Quill from the Black Series looks pretty good on the new Battle Cat. I'm going to give the new Battle Cat overall a good solid 8 out of 10. It's yeah. a great playability, great figure. We like cats that have bendable knees, and uh, that's what's new with Battle Cat. Yep. Oh, or face the evil hook of Trapjaw. Trapjaw, Battle Cat, and He-Man each sold separately, string not included. That hook won't stop He-Man. In Trapjaw, we use his vicious claws. No contest. And Trapjaw will use his wicked laser. Even a one armed army can't stop He Man and Battle Cat. You win this time, He Man. Trapjaw figure from the Masters of the Universe collection. He Man and Battle Cat figures each sold separately from Mattel. Thank you. And we're back. Um, you know, the beginning of a new year, usually it obviously wasn't the, um, the most ideal year last. But usually, you know, the whole. Um, what do they call those things you make? Uh, <laughs> what do they call those at the beginning of a new year? You make 
resolutions. resolutions. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really do that this year because I'm just perfect as can be. You know, I, you know, resolutions are funny because I think I make resolutions every week and the re- constantly when I'm like, well, I won't do that again. I probably shouldn't do that again. I think the only resolution is to stay sane. But you know, it does make me always have hope. And you know, raising on Star Wars, I always say, we. I was raised on Star Wars, so I've got to have hope. You know, kind of thing. But um, it makes me think of. It makes me want to project and go you know here's what i hope happens in 2021 here's what i hope i hope that we get over this goddamn thing this goddamn pandemic soon with, yeah that has everybody needs to cooperate and do their thing and um i hope did you have you come across i meant to ask you this and i forgot have you come across this um story that came and went really quick in the star wars world maybe it's still going with pablo hidalgo <laughs> Yeah, Pablo Hidalgo is like the story editor. He's like the basically the keeper of the knowledge for Lucasfilms. And yeah, I did. You know, uh, I watched the end of The Mandalorian, and when I usually watch that, I go for reaction videos on YouTube. And uh, there's a YouTuber, interesting guy. He's called uh, his channel is uh, Star Wars Theory. He uh, younger dude. He's very big fan, super fan. Like he crowds crowdfunded a great Darth Vader movie that he yeah. made. He does a lot of great reviews. He has a lot of great questions. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, so I mean, I, I talked about Star Wars Explained before, but Star Wars Theory is a little different. Yeah. Um, so Same love. Same love. And so like, he went ahead and, and you know did a live stream of watching the new episode of The Mandalorian with a Luke appearance, and he was like in tears for the last 20 minutes, like a lot of people were. It was a very powerful thing. So his reaction went viral over the next week and you know the weekend at Christmas and New Year's you had a lot of uh, people showing this video I mean and Kevin Smith is notorious for having uncontrollable inconsolable reaction videos for like he cries at everything yeah I mean Kevin Smith like I remember the, one of the famous ones is Kevin Smith watched the end of like season 2 or 1 of the Flash CW and he was just like he dares <laughs> and, and I, shout out to Kevin Smith the god but like you know, it's it's okay to react emotionally to something. I mean, this is if you're a storyteller, this is the reaction you want. You want people to feel something or, 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 or you know, feel connected to the the, the content. So, uh, kids' reaction from Star Wars Theory was powerful. I even you know posted a comment on his thing. I'm like, yo, shouts out to you, dude. You were like real. Yeah, we're all together in this. We're all together in this. And it unified the haters of the pre- the, the sequels and the prequels and everything. It just kind of unified everybody. Mandalorian did. So, the story editor, uh, the story guy for uh, Lucasfilms, Pablo Hidalgo, posted something in reaction to this kid's video. And he said something to the effect of like, you know, emotion shouldn't be shared in public. Yeah. Like, stop Which crying. is the weirdest thing? It's not very Disney of this this cat. Or you know? not very Star Wars either, because that's, you know, like a lot of us, that kid lives in that world. Yeah, and, it, you, and, so, you does, know, and so does Pablo Hidalgo. And the people who are creating Star Wars content, the, the newer fan, like, you know, John Favreau and Fioni and Filoni and all the other people... Are not mining nostalgia. They're like wielding nostalgia to tell a story. Right. You know, the triggers that Disney used before the advent of the Mandalorian were like pandering right. nostalgia. Completely. So, and it's a, 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 from scratch, stra- fresh from scratch. 
I think that maybe um, Miss Hidalgo was kind of like bitter because maybe he didn't have a lot to do with the new things. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't agree with something that's you know, happened. I don't know his history. It but seems like a really weird thing to do. Yeah. But he does. He's always come off as kind of like a standoffish kind of like you know. I've never met him. Yeah, I've I mean, seen, he's, he's, he's always he's, he's been considered in the Star Wars show. a creative executive at Lucasfilm. You know, he, t- he tweeted a post in which he called out a popular Star Wars fan, like the YouTuber dude Star Wars Theory. Yeah. He said Hidalgo responded as a reaction to the emotions the fan expressed during the live watch party of The Mandalorian Season 2. He basically said, you know, like, you know, it, he basically says, like, emotions are not, uh, emotions are not for, uh, <laughs> emotions are not for sharing. That is it's just a so weird odd. statement. It's a, such a weird thing. It's to say it to somebody on Christmas. And, you know, he changed his Twitter banner to <clears throat> that whole conversation that, you know, because there was like a, like a back and forth between him and this kid. Yeah, it was, it was so weird. So he well, knew no, what he was so the, doing. He, he did. But the thing is, is like, and then Andy he seems to apologize. And, you know, Gina from Mandalorian has chimed in. And I just think it's really. It's what did really, she say about it? Well, she was kind of defending him, being like, "Yo, what are you talking about? This is all an emotional thing. Like, it's, yeah. it's human, right? You know." And she has her own controversies, which is a whole other <laughs> yeah. cup of tea, which I got, I don't got time for right now. Yeah, I love her though. But still, you know, this is this is weird that you'd have like somebody who's in charge of helping sculpt Star Wars reacting Who, negatively know, against a fan. He's written every one of those like visual dictionaries that's come out for the you know the last. I love those. I pick them up for the I movies have, I like. All of them, yeah. Yeah. So, it's really weird. Um, so that comes back to kind of like you know don't treat people like that we've said it from the very beginning don't be rude to people when you go into Target and and they don't (laughs) and they won't get your you know fucking Jar Jar from the back or whatever or your G.I. Joe don't be a pig yeah don't come in don't come into I was gonna say don't come into any store (laughs) and buy more than two or three of the same thing yeah I mean it's it's really it's really interesting and this is because you ain't getting it from me anymore (laughs) This is something we always talk about is uh, kindness, you know, uh, the kindness of the hobbies or interests or the things you care about. Because, yeah. you know, it's it's I mean, flexing control over something which you don't even create. These are products. These are, you know, these are marketing. It's supposed campaign. to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be something that takes your mind away from all that bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. So, so. anyways, that whole interaction was kind of weird. But, you know, uh, again, like the, the fandom is important. And I'm really glad that people are are uh, stepping up to that. Yeah. W T T A, where the toys are. <laughs> and we're back to the off gas show. Yeah, we were just talking about the fact that like um, I was really you know I'm liking these new Motu mass released He Man figures and you know back in the day they used to make those big vinyl uh, carrying cases for all your figures like gigantic. Plastic carrying cases with like a cardboard insert that it's has pictures. Star case. Yeah, star case or whatever. You know, but you know, they're probably off gassing and they're killing us slowly. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we're talking about the garage is probably like melting down and killing us all. Yeah, it's it's off gas. In fact, they probably aren't made of the same vinyl or plastic that were made back in the day. Those are probably illegal now, even in China. They use it for bombs. There you go. 
Um, so yeah, we wanted to go ahead and just wrap it up here. On yeah, another totally. episode of WTTA. A few episodes back, we were talking about Mission Comics, and I wanted to give the uh, correct address for that store, and it's 2250 Mission Street in San Francisco. They've got limited hours, but I'm not really sure what they are. I know that I think it's like 12 to 6 on random days, so uh, give them a shop, you know, if you need something, if you're local. If not, you know, they've got some great books, they've got some great picks. Yeah, fantastic. So, you know, recently I was at Car- Cape and Cal picking up my uh, finishing up my books for the year and um they had a bunch of old marvel legends figures and diamond direct marvel figures just sitting in boxes out there they're trying to bring to the front to people because they're pickup only so if you want to maybe fill some uh you know characters you don't have from like the older waves of marvel legends of diamond select check out cape and cal in oakland yeah totally it's it's amazing um online i met some people that are local here in oakland as well called tf basement that's on instagram tf underscore basement what do they do they do things like this um you know they'll they've got the hookups locally so they're the ones that hook me up with my speeder bike so i I could have canceled my are the prices reasonable they're okay they've got to be obviously a little bit uh you know uh, to you know, Cut figurative, that, figured in like shipping and things like that. Yeah. But so, but yeah, but they're okay. They're not bad. So but they're really nice guys. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. You know, it's really cool because you know on Instagram you have a lot of local, um, you know, toy dealers who are just like, hey, I got a reseller's account or I have a hookup or whatever. And as long as the prices are reasonable, why I'm not? Cool with it. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes you know, like I said, I say this a lot, like. You know, the gas money I could have saved. <laughs> totally. Going to pick up a fig. Um, so yeah. also on, along that same vein, um, I want to talk about uh, Toy Pizza. So oh, yeah. Toy Pizza is a really cool independent toy making uh, collaborative. I'm going to say like uh, community slash organization. The, the two guys that run Toy Pizza have a really good YouTube channel where they um, do toy hunting in Japan for Sofubi. And they really cool collectible stuff. And so um, their um, website is, um, they did this really cool figure uh, kind of like Kickstarter for a figure series called Knights of the Slice. Mm-hmm. Knights of the Slice kind of look like Power Rangers, but they all come with pizza cutters. And they're really cool figures. And they started this whole thing. Uh, you know, the site is called uh, Knights of the Slice. And they started uh, last year this uh, Action Figure of the Month project, which is pretty cool. Because if you sign up with them over the last year, you would have access or they'd ship you a a new action figure based on about a 4-inch, 3.5 body, um, uh, 5POA style figure. But they also dabble in other things like their Knights of the Slice figures look like Power Ranger, kind of Japanese um, figures. Japanese uh, old-style superhero figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say hentai, but it's not hentai, sorry. Uh, it's more like, uh, you know, uh, your older Power Rangers, your Jackaman, your older, you know, Ultraman-style yeah. uh, figures, and even the design. And um, those were made with uh, this company out of uh, Hong Kong King Thousand Toys. They did a Hellboy figure. The point being is they make some really cool independent figures. They're small. You know, there are a couple guys who design some stuff and crowdsources and stuff. Super 7 work with them. Yeah. They did, a, I think, a compilation with the worst. They did, yeah. like, a double pack for, I think, San Diego Con this year. Yep. Yeah. So um, uh, they yeah. went ahead and did a live Twitch. Um, I signed up for their Patreon yesterday um, where I can have access to pre-order their action figure of the month and not having to commit to, like, you know, 12 months of whatever. Yeah. And um, they launched last night a bunch of figures for a new project called Turbo Atoll. They had a comic book and a figure. 
And then they also launched uh, these. They have these like figures that are like four inches that kind of look like uh, bad dudes or double dragon, like buff dudes from the eighties. Yeah. They have interchangeable body parts, which are kind of cool. Huh. But the figure that really caught my eye was bridge. The King of diamonds, the bridge to the King of diamonds kind of looks like uh, black belt Jones. Oh yeah. Or it looks like uh, you know, black dynamite and it's from a comic book or a, or a universe called mofos. And uh, this is their first painted figure assembled with like, you know, body parts from other figures. And it was a really cool thing. So they went on Twitch and at uh, 6.30 last night, Eastern time, they released their new uh, figures. So check out Knights of the Slice or Toy Pizza on YouTube. They do independent, really cool crowdsource, interesting action figure stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally sold. I'm, I uh, I ordered the uh, the bridge, the King of Diamonds figure. Uh, he was looking pretty cool. And I also ordered one of their old uh, Knights of the Slice uh, figures they had in back stock. The six inch lug figures that are super puzzled by a thousand toys. Hmm. So I'm, I'm excited about that. That's kind of cool. That's uh, cool. Just, that's my shout out for this episode. Wonderful. Yeah, they look cool. Check yeah. them out, you guys. Check you them. Know, and, and in the future, we'll be talking more about independent uh, bootleg community figures like Suck Lord and Healy Made and all these other great uh, mm-hmm. people. Um, you know, has no talent on Instagram, makes the best, amazing five POA style Mandalorian figures. Yeah. Um, I've picked up uh, a female Boba Fett figure from him. I think I showed it to you. It's yeah. like if Boba Fett was skinny and had a midriff, you yeah, know, and could pop him out. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it's really cool. There's all these wonderful underground toy designers. And when the advent of 3D printing and also people who know the, the mold making, uh, uh, mold making, uh, skill. There's just a lot of great stuff. Instagram yeah. is a great place to find toys. Everybody is just customizing. You know, they're customizing. just coming out of the woodwork. You know, there's yeah. just so many people right now that are so creative. Yeah. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Beautiful. So, so Brett, Zero's 007. Uh, yep. Episode 007. That's it. Season two. Here, Here we, we are. Go. Yeah. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in as always. And hit us up um, where the toys are on Instagram and Grail Gangu on Instagram. If you want to have something to say in the show, you want something to want us to cover something, let us know. Yeah. And have a happy new year. And remember, peace through plastic. Toys, you'll never outgrow us. Each sold separately. I like those odds. Where the toys are.